When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Michael. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. How about you? Doing good. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the show, then we'll start doing it. Yep. Hello, movie lovers. I'm welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I have Michael with me. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Lucifer. We're going to be talking about Cobra Kai moving over into either Hulu or Netflix. We're actually going to be talking about some Green Lantern stuff. With HBO Max, we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut going to HBO Max. We're also going to be talking about a little bit of Man of Steel with Superman. Is Henry Cavill going to be back as Superman, or is he not going to be back as Superman? We're going to be talking about that. So, with further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. What topics do you want to talk about first? Let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the series first before we get into the uh, the big movie stuff. Okay. With Lucifer? Okay. So, as everybody knows, that Lucifer was... Either it wasn't or it was going to be canceled at one point or the other. And then a lot of people winded up, you know, getting online and everything and trying to show support for Lucifer to come back again. And it winded up coming back. And then that was for a fifth season. And then for the sixth season, there were some talks about it not even coming back at all. And I was also a big supporter, even though I've only seen the first three seasons, I was also a big supporter in. Lucifer actually coming back for a couple of more seasons because I actually love the show. I just haven't gotten around to actually watching it or anything like that, but I'm big supportive in the fact that the fans are actually wanting another Lucifer TV show in another season. So I'm actually thrilled that he's actually getting renewed for another season through Netflix. What do you, what about you? Uh, I was pretty excited uh, hearing that it did get renewed. Um, I knew that uh, Constantine did make a guest star on uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, that being connected with the DCEU. So it kind of opens up uh, a lot of doorways for that character. Uh, I do want to see uh, a Justice League Dark movie featuring him. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a good one. Um, a crossover between him and Constantine, I think that would be a, a great opportunity for the show moving forward. Oh, yeah. I got something else I want to add to that, too, though, too. They are actually doing a dark... Um... Justice League Dark for HBO Max. Yes, yes, that's what I'm hearing. Also, uh, I believe Swamp Thing is, yes. is what I'm hearing is going to uh, HBO Max as well. So that kind of rounds off um, uh, the heavy hitters uh, minus Zatanna. Right. And you know what, though? I heard some rumblings, too, about Zatanna, where Tiffany Smiths, she, uh, she's actually auditioned, I believe, for the part i don't know if she got the part or not or anything like that but if she did i would definitely be excited at the fact that she if she winds up being casted because that's actually one of my choices for her to be Zutana. because she actually played in uh the kingsman the very first one where i think she was remember samuel jackson and then she actually had a woman that was actually her his right hand man yes yes that was that was tiffany smith Oh, okay, okay. So, I think she would be perfect as Utana, but like I said, that's just me speculating at the fact that I think she auditioned. I'm not 100% sure that she auditioned, but if she did get the part, I'm all for it. Especially what she was able to do in The Kingsman. 
Uh, you know, and at this point, I'm just very excited that we, you know, we could get uh, an actual Zatanna character that's not kind of a cameo appearance, you know, like we had in Smallville. Right. Uh, so, so, so I'm pretty excited. Exactly, and that's another thing too, man. I don't like it when they all they water down their characters to the point where they're just cameo roles, especially whenever they're meant for so much more. So right, I mean, when you're a prominent member of the Justice League and Justice League Dark, you you can't be a watered down character. They need to have a pretty solid backstory if if your character is going to have a huge impact on that show. Most definitely, because that's that's another thing too. I mean, I love Zutana, I love Swamp Thing. I remember watching the old 1980s, 1990s Swamp Thing. If you remember those shows off the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh man, I remember that Swamp Thing and uh, Toxic Avenger. So. Right. Yeah, it's a big, big fan of those. Me too, as well. And I think that HBO Max is actually the perfect place to actually have Justice League Dark on that streaming service because of the fact they can actually go raw as they want and without having to worry about MPA laws or anything like that. So I think it's actually perfect for them to actually have a place like that. Oh, absolutely. And then also, too, like, like I said, the Snyder Cut's going to be on there, which is something I'm excited about as well. So you have a lot that's actually going on for the HBO Max, even Green Lantern. That is what I, I think that's the most uh, anticipated show for me is Green Lantern. I, I remember you telling me that you're like a huge Green Lantern fan and stuff like that. It's just like for me, though, I've always been a Batman fan. I've been a Superman fan and stuff like that. I just never gravitate towards a Green Lantern comic or anything like that. I know who Hal Jordan is. I know... Uh, the other Green Lantern name I forgot right now off the bat of off the of my head, John Stewart. I know who John Stewart is, but you know well, I don't know the whole entire origins within itself. How John Stewart got started, I know how how Jordan did, but I don't know the different powers between the Green Lantern, the Red Lanterns, the White Lanterns, and Yellow Lanterns, and all that stuff. You know, uh, man, they're gonna have to do a, a few seasons before they start getting into the. Uh... The different types of power rings. But what drew me into the uh, the Lantern lore was uh, uh, the character Sinestro, who originated as a Green Lantern, who uh, uh, ended up being uh, Hal Jordan's arch nemesis. Uh, that that's what kind of drew me in on on why he turned. I'm a big fan of uh, the backstories of uh, uh, the, their planet Oa and uh, how the Green Lanterns came to be. Their their animated movies did a really good job on uh, on, on setting up that backstory. I agree with you. I think once you get the backstory of Hal Jordan and everything, and then also get what kind of tone that you're actually going for, I think it's not going to. I don't think it's going to have a chance of slowing down at all. I think. Uh, what what worries me about this uh, the series is that they're talking about it as a as a buddy cop type um, series. Right. Uh, when I, when I, when I hear buddy cop, I'm thinking you know you have your comedic type. Um, you know, genre uh, in the in that uh, in that show. Right. And, uh, yeah, right. If, if you if you you know read some of the the comic books, especially uh, Sinestro Corp Four or uh, Blackest Night, it's 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 pretty dark and gritty. So, you know, I just don't want them to, you know, to make it to the point where it's just family friendly. You know, but with it being on HBO Max, I'm hoping they go with that darker tone. I think they will. I don't see HBO doing something like that because of the fact that 
look at Watchmen, for example, even though that's a whole different tone. But still, they didn't. They they went dark with that. They went full on dark. And I believe if they keep it in the, within that same tone with Green Lantern, I think they'll they'll actually end up benefiting a lot from it. And I also feel like too, like you can actually have that body cop feeling, just as long as you have maybe some dark humor added into it. As long as it actually represents the characters in the way that ne- they need to be represented, I'm all for it. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the way they did. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know the the the, the boys on right. uh, on Amazon. If, if they do it in that tone. Uh, that type of humor, it, it could really work out. Most definitely, and I love The Boys. The Boys is definitely one of my favorite shows, and if they were able to incorporate it in the way that they that I hope they will for HBO Max, it's gonna knock, it's gonna end up doing fantastic things for HBO Max. Yes, definitely. I'm 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 very very excited. I can't wait to hear uh, more details on that. Same here as well. I'm gonna have to try and research it a little bit more thoroughly because I want to. Because here's the thing. They haven't really said much about Green Lantern at all, other than that one time. I wonder if we're going to have multiple Green Lanterns. Well, I mean, you have uh, you have four main Green Lanterns to choose from. That's based on uh, on Earth. I mean, you have you know you have uh, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner. Right. You know, you got all these guys, but the way they got the Lantern rings, there's only one ring, right, for for this sector of Earth. Right, it, it's interesting on how the others got their rings. So if if they're gonna do multiple Green Lanterns, they really have to backtrack on how how they got their rings. Right, unless they want to go with like a different Earth and then have it incorporated in with Hal's Earth. Right, that would be the only logical re- uh, w- way that they can actually do it if they want to connect it into that way. Other than that, they would actually have to try and say, okay, Hal doesn't want to be Green Lantern anymore, so he's going to pass it on to Jon Stewart and then do a couple episodes from that way. But I don't see them actually doing that. I think Hal Jordan is actually going to be the center of the whole entire Lantern thing. I think they might incorporate a couple of Earths just to try and get that those backstories in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they actually try to do the entire backstory, you're looking at about two or three seasons worth before we even start seeing the other three. Right, but what? How how would you incorporate it though? If you were if you were working for HBO Max, uh, if I was on HBO Max, is what I would do is I would actually establish that there are already four uh, Green Lanterns, and throughout the seasons, go little flashbacks on what happened in the past. Is actually how I would go about it. That way, they can kind of piece it together while still moving forward with the show. Right, I could definitely see it that way, kind of like a Man of Steel kind of vibe. Yep. To it, and uh, where they where Clark, we we winded up finding out how Clark became how he was with his powers and stuff like that, and then we have uh, Kyle Jordan trying to familiarize himself with his powers on how he's going to be able to do everything with his powers. No, oh, I mean, like with with the show Arrow, they they did a right. really good job with that. Is when they went back in time when he was on the island and then uh, on present day. Uh, if they if they did it that way, then I think it would work out. Most definitely. And uh, what else are you mostly excited about from HBO Max? What do you want from HBO Max? Oh man, Justice League Snyder Cut, the myth, the legend, something we've been waiting for. Haters say it's fake, but now we find out it's true. I'm very excited. Me too, as well, and. Speaking of which, 
I know that we're still on TV news and stuff like that, which I'll come back down to uh, the HBO Max stuff in a minute. But Cobra Kai is actually looking for some new st- uh, for a new home right now because of the fact that uh, YouTube is actually getting rid of all their scripted shows. Which to me, I never th- thought, why do they even put scripted shows on YouTube in the first place? Nobody really cares about scripted shows per se. I mean, are you one of those people that actually like scripted shows off of YouTube or anything like that, or no? Uh, listen, I'm a guy that doesn't even like ads on YouTube, let alone scripted shows. I think it's right. more of a, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're still looking for ads, I just go with Hulu. Exactly. And, you know, with me, with Cobra Kai and everything, I'm one of those guys. I'm not a big fan of spinoff shows because it's actually hard to actually top the regular show. And also, too, when it comes down to movies, because I'm like, there's no way that they can make a movie. I I mean, a TV show out of a uh, out of a movie like The Karate Kid and everything. And then I saw the trailers. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really all that sold on it. But then I listened to this. um, Let's see. Collider Live actually interviewed the guy who played the one of the people, one of the members from. Cobra Kai, and I was automatically glued into actually wanting to check it out. And I enjoyed the first two seasons, but I actually signed up for uh, the YouTube premium stuff, and then later on canceled it after binge-watching both seasons. Because I made sure I went on ahead, I binge-watched the first season, just some time for the second season, and after that, I was out. I didn't want to pay for YouTube premium. Right, right. I mean, why add another streaming service when you have you know, with me, I currently have five that I'm using. Exactly. Like, I have Amazon Prime. I got Hulu. I got Disney Plus with ESPN and Hulu. Then, of course, you have Netflix. And I'm using somebody else's Amazon Prime to to uh, do watch shows off of there. But still, you know, as much as uh, stuff costs and everything today, and, and we're also trying to get away from the whole entire DirecTV thing, we're going to be paying just as much for streaming services as we are for DirecTV. Right, right. And that's the main reason I got rid of DirecTV. Is that I just don't, you know, I just don't use it. Right. And, you know, I feel like Netflix is actually at the perfect home for a show like Cobra Kai. It's not, it doesn't have that raw edge or anything like that and stuff like that. But it does get kind of violent, though, within the show itself and the tone itself is actually pretty risque in some areas, but at the same time, it's not on the same level as like a Watchmen or anything like that. But even one of my friends, they said, well, I watched the first season of Cobra Kai, but then I forgot Cobra Kai was even on YouTube. And that's actually one of the biggest things that I have against YouTube having scripted shows is because of the fact people love certain shows and they might forget about that show even being on YouTube in the first place, even though they love the the show and having Cobra Kai on Netflix I think it's actually a fantastic idea because people can still talk about it and they might want to check it out right but uh, what do you think about Cobra Kai or anything like that I don't know if you watched any of the episodes or anything like that Um, I watched season one I watched season one I thought it was really good Um, but like I said I have five streaming services and I couldn't get myself to purchasing uh, YouTube premium Exactly. Like I said, it's just easier to binge watch both seasons during that time and then cancel later on. But I think now they actually have it for free temporarily, but I think Netflix or Hulu is actually the best place to actually go about it. 
right right i mean i mean those are your two major streaming services um and i have both both have great content um and i think whoever picks it up is gonna uh, is gonna run a long way with it definitely so that takes care of our tv stuff unless you have something else that you wanted to add to it no no i'm good all right so the next one that that i wanted to talk about was wolfman with ryan gosling yes this one this one actually um i've been keeping track of all the uh the horror movies coming out i'm very excited about the uh the connected horror universe um uh especially after watching the invisible man so i'm I'm pretty excited you see that's exactly what i said on the hotel nerd youtube channel last night it's like you know they had two misfires with the mummy and then they went one with the mummy and then one with dracula untold we're trying to do the shared universe within the uh, original classic monster universe and everything. And you know what? They finally hit a home run with the invisible man. And I love the invisible man. As a matter of fact, I find that movie highly underrated because I don't think enough people actually went out and supported it before this COVID-19 actually happened. Yes. It was number one at the box office, but you go around and you ask people if they actually saw this movie and everything, they say, no, but having an actor like Ryan Gosling to be in the Wolfman movie, I think is actually going to be really good. Right. I mean, if you look at the way they did the uh, the one with Anthony Hopkins and Benicio Del Toro, I think it was, right. uh, one, I don't think it was advertised enough on that one. And two, I thought it was a little too slow moving for me. It definitely had a, right, right. It definitely had a slow moving pace with that movie. And matter of fact, it didn't even make enough money at the box office to where they were, people would um make a second movie to it right right you know what and it, for, for me being a horror movie fan it i did enjoy it you know i, I did enjoy that movie i just thought it was it, the pace could have been better um if they you know pick up the pace with this movie especially with the the caliber of actors ryan gossing i think it would work out really well i agree with you 100 percent. because here's the thing Ryan Gosling's a good-looking guy, and there's just something about in the daylight. You have this good-looking guy who is basically a nice guy and everything and stuff like that. Then at nighttime, whenever everything is, everybody's in their beds and stuff like that, that's when everybody's basically their true colors actually comes out, is and behind closed doors. And I, they captured that kind of thing with Ryan Gosling, where he's this nice perspective. Uh, person and then at nighttime and everything he's a total different person and winds up transforming into the wolfman and everything i think it's going to be a fantastic film right right and it, you know just totally flip what they did with the uh the previous wolfman i mean benicio del toro his, his character there he was already you know he looked like he was already down in the dumps he, he was already in a dark right. place and right. then for him to do that and then go darker it just said a really really dark tone i'm a big fan of dark tone movies but that Me one too. You, you make it a dark tone, plus you slow it down. I, I think that's where the downfall happened. Right, because there is this such thing as toning it down and actually releasing some tension and stuff like that, too. But you want to actually not have it dubbed down far enough to where it's like it's just dragging and not going anywhere. Right. That's why I like James Wan horror movies, because there is tension, but it's tension there for a reason. And then once that tension is uh, halfway through the movie it actually gets released, released. And that's what I love about the James Wan Conjuring movies. Well, I think any James Wan produced movies, you're going to have that right amount of uh, 
anticipation and tension. It's just the perfect balance. And that's, I think that's what they need in this universal monster universe that they're trying to build. Most definitely. And I remember, I don't know if you grew up on like the 1930s or 1940s classic horror movies with the Wolfman and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's uh, with Dracula, Bela Lugosi. Um, that's what attracted me to the movie Monster Squad. It was because of those but, older movies. So Me too as well. Monster Squad's right up there for me. As a matter of fact, that's both of our childhoods. I remember both of us geeking out over it uh, whenever it was released on Hulu and we both watched it. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite so, movies. So I, I think, I mean, that of course had a lighter tone, right? It's more of like a, a Stranger Things type, you know, team up movie. Like Goonies. Yeah, like, like the Goonies. Uh, <laughs> you know, and to me, that was my shared Universal Monster horror movie was that movie. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I want to see how they do it now that I'm older. It's going to have a more mature tone. So really anticipating what they're going to do with it. Same here. Another thing, too, is I know this is not in our in show notes or anything like that, but they are making another Scream movie. Are you tired and fatigued of the Scream movies? or? Um, I'm more of a supernatural horror movie. I mean, slasher movies are fun, really right. fun. But I think after Scream 2, I think I was good with it. Same here as well. I, I watched, all, here's the thing. I, I actually watched, I think it was, yeah, Scream 4. I didn't care for it. Scream 1 and 2 will always be my favorite. Scream 3, I didn't really care for. So, you know, even if they bring, they are bringing back Nave Campbell, I believe, and the Courtney Cox and maybe David Arquette, I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but I know David Arquette has actually signed on to do a uh, fifth screen movie. Right. I mean, you know, you have these but, the, these long breaks, right, from these screen movies. But, what, you know, what people kind of don't realize is that they had a screen TV series. Yeah, yeah, it was on MTV, but it was still screen. Right. You know, it, and, for, for me, after that, it kind of got oversaturated. Right. I feel the same way you do, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm one and done with Scream as a whole because of the fact that, you know, we had five, four Scream movies already, plus the TV series. There's only so much that you can do with a Scream, t- uh, Scream movie itself, you know? There's not much that you can do with Ghostface and Cindy and everybody else. Right. I mean, it just became a big guessing game on who it is, basically right. is what it was. Right, Exactly. And unless there's a trailer that's actually going to allow me enough to actually go on ahead and revisit these characters again, that's the only way that they're going to let me have set my ass inside that theater and watch another screen movie. Right, and, and I think that's where uh, that's where I, I, I base my want to watch a movie is on that that trailer. You know, the the King Arthur movie, for example. You know, was it a good movie? I thought it was okay, but the trailer is what sold me to go inside that movie theater. Right. <laughs> I remember actually wanting to see that movie. I still haven't seen that movie with Charlie Hunnam in it and stuff like that. You know, so. it, it was a decent movie. And I remember I, I texted you right. on that one, and I, and I said, hey, you know what? I, I think I'm going to drink the Kool Aid on that King Arthur movie. <laughs> and then I remember telling you, okay, let me know how that is because I might check it out in case you did enjoy it. Yeah, so. I, you know what? Not a lot of people, you know, not a, there was a lot of negative reviews. I liked it. I really did. 
I'm not I'm not that type of guy to to go, oh, you know, people hated it, so I'm not gonna watch it, or it got bad reviews, so I'm gonna give it a bad review. If I like a movie, I like a movie, regardless of how much hate it gets. I really enjoyed King Arthur and the way they did the fight sequences in that movie, I thought was great. Same here. I mean, I'm not the one that's gonna be the type of person that will hate a movie because somebody else hated a movie or whatever, because all movies are subjective. And I'm not going to go be one of those people like, well, that reviewer didn't like the movie, so I'm not going to like the movie either. So I'm not going to go out and see it and support it or anything like that. But I might just say, okay, I might actually pump the brakes and wait until Redbox and because there might be something else at the movie theaters that I want to see at that time. Right. You know, like, for example, I rented a couple of movies that I am. I rented Capone. Uh, this uh, matter of fact, I rented Capone last week with Tom Hardy. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I did. I did see uh, a, a post on that that you that you put up. Um, unfortunately for me, you know, be, being in this whole lockdown thing, you know, our lockdown is a little different. I'm from Washington State, so right. I'm here with my kids, and they have a two year old. So whatever he's watching is what I'm watching. So. I haven't exactly. really had time to watch any uh, any new movies. Uh, I think I'm going to reserve that for my days off when they're over at their uh, aunt's house. Okay. But I will tell you this. The Capone movie, if you're expecting him to be in his prime, don't. This is a completely different Capone movie. Like, this is whenever he's in Florida and, he's re- and he just got out of prison. He has syphilis and he's got, he had a stroke and I believe Alzheimer's as well. And basically, they kind of made like a horror movie kind of feel to it, the way they did the Capone thing, because all his demons that he actually killed from his past is coming to revisit him again. And it just goes off the reels with that. Well, you sold me on that movie. Looks like I know what I'm going to be watching on my day off here. Right. And another thing, too, is he's actually going to be one of, you know, the walkers from The Walking Dead? Yeah, he's that's basically how he's walking around. Like he's walking around like a walker, drools coming out of his mouth, and everything. And you know, you can understand what Tom Hardy is actually saying. I know some people actually have some beef with him because they can't understand him, but I can always understand what he's saying. But he has drool coming out of his mouth. He's walking around. He's seeing stuff from his past. It's a really well thought out movie. Josh Trank, the guy who did the Fantastic Four. Uh, reboot. He actually directed this film. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So he did a really good job with that, and I also rented Bloodshot, which I haven't got the chance to watch it all the way through, so I have to re-rent that movie again. So I haven't got a chance to watch um, Bloodshot it, all the way through. Is is there a reason why you didn't get to watch it all the way through? Was it was it like okay, I, I really can't get into this, or something came up? Uh, just something came up. It wasn't anything against Ben or whatever or anything like that. It's just that something came up and everything, and I wasn't able to re- uh, watch it thoroughly like I did with Capone. So I thought I was going to be one of those pe- guys that can actually watch two movies in one night and be done. <laughs> but for, but I ne- didn't get around to actually watching it. And that, that's one thing I'm waiting for you on is, is a review on that movie because I'm, I'm very curious about it. Uh, I read. I have read some of the comic books, and I, I want to see how accurate it is. So I'm eventually going to watch it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for uh, for your review on that one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Another thing too. I just got done watching Space Force with Steve Carell. Yes, yes. We just got a ton of that. 
I haven't started it yet. Uh, it's something that I wanted to start last night. Um, but I was kind of waiting uh, to, to hear from a few more people on it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of The Office. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's uh, hard for me to, to watch him in another role. So I'm kind of waiting to see what the reviews are for his show without me okay. thinking that's well, Michael Scott you, from The Office. <laughs> right. Well, if you have any questions for me about the tone or any stuff like that, you know, you can go ahead and ask me now about it. Any yeah, of, yeah, actually, uh, the, the, the way the trailer was, was, you know, a lot of comedy, right? right? A, a lot of uh, a lot of those little one-liners here and there. And uh, I just wanted to know if it was uh, if it was a lot of that or is it more of a, a, a beefier storyline? There is a beefier storyline within itself between the one-liners. Uh, his wife is actually arrested. He's a single father who's trying to... Um, who's also trying to take care of his daughter. And you also have... What's that guy's name that played on uh, that Wal- Mark Wahlberg movie where Event Horizon, I think it was? He played the, uh, the guy who knew... About the oil drill all along, whenever he told him not to be drilling, and he went on ahead and did it anyways. Uh, but anyways, he's in there as a as a scientist, and the chemistry between the two of them is really good. You have an Asian um, scientist in there that's really good in it, and I have to say, I mean, the chemistry between the actors and actresses is really good. And basically, it's a he runs into a lot of problems. <laughs> When uh, when he's trying to do something like, for instance, with Space Force, he was asking that the government for government funding for the space for space, and they said, "Why do you need government funding from us? Because space is hard." Because <laughs> 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 wow, you really sold me on no, that. I'll well, you know what? And... I mean, that just pretty much sums up life. I mean, right. <laughs> Well, why do you mind? Life is hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> and so another thing, too, he puts weapons in, on the moon. Oh, wow. Like AK-47s, automatic weapons. This is, okay. All right. But you know what? I should just come to you for any type of TV show and movie-related thing. I mean, you're, you, you have a great pitch for all these things that I'm curious about, so... Uh, another person that you should go to is Tamika because Tamika's actually introduced me into some new stuff as well. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, but John Malkovich is the guy who's the scientist. Gotcha. And the chemistry between him because John Malkovich is like a more serious actor. Right. If you think about it. The comedic timing between him and Steve Carell is perfect. As a matter of fact, there's even this one scene where they're thinking Steve Carell is thinking that he's a Russian spy or a spy for space because they're having this whole entire beef about who can actually go on the moon first. And so he said, well, let me see your phone. I know you have encrypted emails. He hooks up to that big old huge screen that NASA has. And he goes, you don't have to do that. He goes, yeah, I do. You, you didn't come clean. <laughs> and it's just him singing on a, in a, on a piano. Just him <laughs> on a <laughs> and the, the, security, the security guy is like, hire it up louder. 
<laughs> and one other person goes, he has the voice of an angel. So, I mean, the show is really good. It has some serious moments here and there, but it definitely has some moments like on The Office as well. And when Steve Carell gets uh, really nervous, he sings. So when he's in his office, he was singing uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a really good show. I strongly recommend it. All right, all right. Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like I'm going to be starting that tonight. Uh, for for me to, I mean, what I was really wondering is, do you have a lot of these actors that are well known? Uh, from what I saw in the trailer, my my curiosity was is how well they bounce back and forth. If, if they have that chemistry, I mean, that's what made the office really good. Is they had the chemistry. You can have a you can have a scene with two people, right? That that don't really work that much together, and they still have that chemistry that they bounce back and forth with each other really well. Think it's, of this show. Think of this show as The Office, but you're dealing with space politics, NASA, and of course he's playing like a uh, general as well. Perfect. <laughs> and if you think about it, it's also like Sergeant Delco in space. Right. Okay. So that's that's basically how I describe it. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm gonna have to go uh, buy some popcorn and uh, start my night after our podcast. Definitely. And another thing, too, is my favorite episode is The Monkey with the Ranch. Once I'm not going to give you any details on that. All right. I'll make sure I'll make sure to contact you once I get to that episode. All right. But yeah, man, uh, I had a blast with that show. As far as the David Ayer thing with the extended cut going on HBO, that's what uh, David Ayer wants. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's just piggybacking on uh, the Snyder Cut. Um, for me, you know, the, the movie was okay for me. I, I don't, I don't see anything that could be, you know, shown more for me to be interested in an air cut. You see, for me, and I, I agree with you on what you said, because here's the thing that I was expecting from the movie and everything. And this is me as someone that's actually analyzed the trailer and everything whenever I first saw it. I thought they, the main target was going after the Joker and Harley Quinn's joining the Suicide Squad because they captured her. So they're going to use her as a way to lure the Joker out. So the way they can go ahead and try and capture him again. But instead, she winds up backstabbing the Suicide Squad to the point where she finds Mr. J again. And then there's actually a dual war between Harley Quinn and the Joker. And it's up to the Suicide Squad to try and actually bring it into to them right i I think you know what if they they kept that tone of nothing supernatural right exactly i think it would have really worked but i wasn't sold on will smith as deadshot i see i really i really wasn't um I just lost interest after that. I, I lost interest right. after. I mean, for me, Will Smith was a good actor, right? Right. Especially in Pursuit of Happiness, he was amazing in Seven Pounds, right? right? But when he's in these kinds of roles, it's Will Smith playing Will Smith for me, right? Other than like he's playing Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, pretty much. Right. Is what you're saying. And I I could actually understand that and everything because there was no depth to how he was in that role or anything like that. It was like a one punch kind of paint by the numbers character versus someone that has layers to his character. Right. 
And for a character to actually be facing what he was facing with his daughter, you have to have that emotional depth to that character. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Right. And I, and I just thought it was, it felt kind of short on the, right. uh, on the, the team. Right. You have all these different characters. I thought they could have spent a little more time with, with each one. Right. And, and I think they just kind of rushed the movie. And for me at that point, I was like, okay, this movie, I'll watch it. I'll finish it. I don't care if there's any DVD extras. I don't care if there's any, you know, unseen footage. I saw it. I thought it was okay. And that was it for me. Right. I can understand that. And, you know, I actually got the director's cut because there is a, there is a cut of uh, Suicide Squad that I got because I was wanting that Joker scene where he said, I can't wait to show you my toys. Right. And I wanted that scene in there, but it wasn't even in the extended cut either. Right. And here, you and, know what? Here's, here's one thing I will say about that movie. You got people, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker, amazing, Right. Joaquin Phoenix, I loved his Joker. But this is by far the most comic, accurate Joker on film. I can see I can see your point on that. But I really feel like, too, that if they would actually kept all of Jared Leto's scenes, maybe it might have actually carried out better, other than it being on the editing room floor. Because of the fact that the studios had a lot to do with why it was all choppy. You can actually feel the choppiness of the movie itself in this in that film, right? And I think that's what kind of kind of did me in on that movie. Well, it just felt like it was uh, it was pieced together last minute, right? And it also felt like a music video rather than a movie itself, <laughs> right? And don't get me wrong, I love Eminem. I love hearing all my old songs that I used to listen to and stuff like that. But that's also why I didn't like Atomic Blonde and everything was because it felt like a two and a half hour music video. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even from the trailer, you had Ballroom Blitz playing in the trailer. Right. You know, so yeah, I kind of expected uh, a little bit of that. Uh, I just wasn't expecting a, a, a choppy movie. Right. And then, then we have Enchantress doing the Macarena. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> her entire scene at the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because I swear, if you end up in, uh, adding the Macarena to that scene, it actually would work. You know what? Yeah, let, let's let's go ahead after this podcast. Let's work on that. Okay, let's <laughs> try it. But um, other than that, though, I mean, yes, a giant mess of a film. I feel like David Ayer was screwed over with that majorly. But if they are deciding to do an air cut of this film, is it going to be any different than the extended cut that I have on my DVD shelf? Because here's the thing. What I'm thinking that they did was, they said, you know what? We're going to compete with the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition, and we're just going to go on ahead and throw some crap together and call it the extended cut, or the, yeah, the extended cut, and just, and it'll just be our cut. It won't be David Ayer's cut of the film. It'll just be something just to shut the fans up. Right. And that's what I got, got from that. But if David Ayer lists everything that wasn't in the movie like they did with the Justice League cut, I'm on board. Is If it's there to enhance the experience, I'm, I'm sold on the fact that uh, to give me another Suicide Squad extended cut. 
right. It's going. You know right. what? For for this one, I'm going to do what I've been doing lately. Is I'll, I'll be waiting for you. You know, because okay. I'm not going to risk watching a choppy movie getting extended to a choppier movie. <laughs> <Right. laughs> exactly. You, you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not going to. I really like don't have high hopes for this one, but we'll find out when it comes out or if it comes out. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think HBO Max is the perfect place actually to experiment with some uh, director's cuts when it comes down to that. But I don't see people screaming for a David Ayer cut. I see more people like us wanting a Justice League extended cut. Right. Right. And I think think it's just, uh, I mean, like I said, it's just him piggybacking. I don't blame him. Same here as well. I don't blame him at all. Right. It's all about, you know, money too, you know? Right, and I'm, you know, and I'm all about you know the director wanting his vision shown. You know, I mean, right. you hired this guy for a reason. Right. Right. Let, let let him show his let him show what he has. Exactly, because I always use this analogy, and I feel like David Ear was highly uh, underutilized for his talents because David Ear is a great director, and not only that, but people said you know what, I wish that Jared Leto was not the Joker. I was like, well, either way it goes, it would still be the same kind of performance that you actually got. The Joker would still look the same, so you wouldn't, so it wouldn't matter if Jared Leto was in it or not, you'd still bitch about it because of the fact you wouldn't like the look of it, you wouldn't like the look of the gold teeth, you wouldn't like the look of the tattoos, or, or anything like that. So, everything that you have against Jared Leto would still be in this movie, no matter how, which way you look at it. Right. And another thing, too, is these CEOs need to have faith in their directors, which I feel like they don't have any faith at all in their directors. And let's say, for instance, I tell you, okay, let's go in ahead and paint this house blue. And then all of a sudden I come out with white paint and you're like, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing? I have blue paint. I said, well, now I changed my mind. Now I want to have a white. Yeah. I think that seems to be the problem with this uh, certain studio that's running the show here. Right. Um, and then the Man of Steel stuff I want to talk about too before we get done with everything. But I love the fact that they actually want to bring in Henry Cavill back in again. And, you know, at first when I saw the headline where he's like, I'm like, yes, finally WB has got their stuff together. He's going to be back again as Superman. Then all of a sudden I read what, what happened. Is it going to be cameo roles? Ever. Right, right, and uh, man, that that really kind of upsets me. I, I thought Man of Steel uh, kind of set up a perfect, uh, perfect storm for a, a sequel. Most definitely, and it's also underrated as well. And Henry Cavill's a great actor, and you're under under utilizing him as a cameo character when he's not supposed to be a cameo character or a cameo actor. He's a top-notch actor, and you're treating him like he's nothing. Right. That's my beef that I have against WB on how they're handling it. But from what I heard from John Campia's uh, YouTube show, that J.J. Abrams is actually interested in making a Man of Steel 2 movie. Right. But what, what I'm afraid of is Zack Snyder did such a great job of kind of uh, twisting that moral compass for Superman in that first movie, especially with, right. uh, you know, with, with 
you know, Jonathan Kent, you know, Superman's dad, uh, you know, suggesting that maybe you shouldn't have saved those kids, right? Maybe right. you shouldn't have, you know, it, it's got that really fine line of the moral compass is switching back and forth in his mind. And at the end of Man of Steel, where he, where he kills General Zod, kind of, you know, I think that's what turns into that big blue Boy Scout that he's known for. Right. And it's just interesting to see that he did something that that re- really, really messed him up for him to, to change into that symbol of hope that we know in the comic books. Exactly. Because he didn't want to kill Zod. That was like the last remaining person that he had on his planet and everything. And, to, and even Zod told him, he goes, I'm going to kill everybody that you love and everything. And there was no stopping Zod. So he had to do what he had to do to, uh, to end Zod. And for him to be that Boy Scout that we all know him from and he had to learn from that experience was a total cha- game changer. Right, right. And it, the question that keeps popping up in my mind is, you know, if if Snyder was still attached, right, and he was still, you know, slated to do Man of Steel 2, how would he go from that dark tone to transitioning Superman into this big blue boy scout right like you're almost going into from nolan's batman into a marvel movie right and you know what i think that he would have actually done that if it wasn't i wouldn't be surprised if the justice league cut is actually will be the one that actually explains how he would actually transition that into into that right and if people do love it you know, I would love to actually see the whole cast back again. The DCU is back on track again. If audiences loves it, critics loves it, and there's no division between the two, I would love to see the original cast back, but I'm going to hyphen it a little bit because I don't want to see Ben Affleck having to fight against his own demons because he was actually fighting alcoholism during that time because I don't want him to actually have to suffer through that again right. during that time period. That's the only problem that I have. Other than that, though, positive word of mouth, if this thing is good, you know, I have a feeling that DCU will actually be safe. You know what? And and I'm a huge DC fan, and I like nothing more than the DCU to succeed. Um, I mean, my main concern is, you know, if if they want to do standalone movies, you know, I don't think a a cyborg standalone movie is really going to bite. For Flash, it's going to take a pretty big movie. Uh, like Flashpoint, to be able right. to really kickstart his franchise. Right. Not only really that, but I don't even feel like they actually know if Idris Miller is actually going to be attached to play the Flash still. I know Andy Mosciati, the guy who's in charge of the first, the Stephen King's It movies, is directing the Flash movie. Right. And, you know, he's not going to use any horror elements. He already said that. So that's a plus. He's going to keep that the premise light because that's what the dark uh, that's what the flash is, but we haven't heard any other stories after that. We, it's been kind of hushed. So I wonder if Idris Miller is still going to be the Flash. I wonder if they're still going with this whole entire Flashpoint story because we haven't heard anything in a while. Well, I mean, if you're going to go with the whole Flashpoint, you know, it, it, I mean, you're 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 going to need. Gal Gadot, you're going to need Jason Momoa in those movies. 
But I feel like this, you know, if if Ben doesn't want to be part of Batman anymore, let him go up against Joe Maganello as Deathstroke. And have Deathstroke whoop his ass enough to where he has to go to the Lazarus pit. And once he goes into the Lazarus pit, he turns into uh, the guy from Twilight. And that's actually an easy way to actually transition the Batman from Ben Affleck's older version to a, to a younger version. Right. Without having to scrap anything. Well, I mean, I actually really like that. My concern is if they, you know, if they do, you know, somehow try to tie in um, Pattinson's Batman into the DCU, is how is he going to stand with the rest of the cast? What's his presence going to be like? Right? Is he? I mean, Batman is supposed to be this imposing character. I mean, if you watch the animated uh, movie uh, Doom, Batman made a contingency plan for all the Justice League members and how to take them down. Right? right? Everyone should be afraid of Batman. How is Pattinson's Batman going to stand up against Cavill Superman, Momoa's, you know, Aquaman. That's true, too. And another thing as well, well, he can also have his own separate universe away from the DCU. All they would have to do is just recast another Batman, if they have to, and keep J.K. Simmons as the Commissioner Gordon, because don't forget, we actually have another Commissioner Gordon for this universe already. Right. So, that would be the only solution that I could think of, too, where you just recast Batman again, keep Robert Pattinson on as a separate universe for the Matt Reeves universe, and have our DCU universe. Right. But what do you think about Zack Snyder, uh, that this thing is actually happening? The tambalization of the fact that we are getting a Snyder's cut. Oh, man. I mean, the, those messages I say you should have just explained it <laughs> on how excited I right, was. Right, that's true. You know, so um, right. for, for me, I thought um, I, will, I will forever hate Josh Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will forever hate him for what he did with Justice League. Um, it, it didn't, Justice League didn't feel right to me. I still watched it, one, because, you know, you have all of them there. Right? right, but I needed Dark Side in in that movie. I I, I really needed Dark Side in that movie because it will actually explain the mother boxes better. It explains every Steppenwolf better. Everything would be more drawn out, and everything to actually have everything that you need for the Justice League movie. Right. Um. I I think no one was interested in the big bad in that movie. No one was interested in Steppenwolf. Right. right? You had the teasers, the, you know, the Omega sign, right? You had all these point, right. pointing up to Dark Side. You know, I mean, even in the flashback, at least show, you know, Dark Side. Right. At least acknowledge that he's there. Right. And it, but, it just felt really incomplete without Dark Side really being did. there. Right, and you could definitely tell that Zack Snyder's presence was missing from that film. Yeah. As well. And Joss Whedon was trying to make it into the Avengers-type story with Bat doing Batman, and you can't do that with that Batman character. No, I mean, if you... When, in the movie Batman vs. Superman, right, the police break in, you know, they find all these caged people, they're terrified of Batman. Right, they're saying right. it's still here, you know. They, right. they don't even want to talk about it, and then you try to 
marvelize it. Let's, let, I'm going to call it that. Let, you can try right. to marvelize <laughs> that character, right, into these, uh, you know, one-liner jokes. It's not going to work out. No, definitely not. But, you know, I really can't wait until Zach's, until we actually see this thing. Matter of fact, I just ordered a Justice League hoodie. I saw that, yes. And I was like, I have to, I have, to have that. Like, one of my friends from ACS with his YouTube channel, um, I saw him wear it. I'm like, dude, where did you get that at? So he gave me the link. I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. Yeah, I actually uh, bought a Batman vs. Superman shirt. Uh, I did too. Not too long ago. And uh, it's been my favorite shirt. My wife was like, you take it off. We got to wash it. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Matter of fact, I even bought that same shirt, though, too, because I bought that at FYE. I bought a uh, Batman vs. Superman shirt over at FYE before it closed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it was like a, they had a, like a going out of uh, sale, going out of business sale and everything on stuff. You know, I think uh, we still have one FYE left here. I think once uh, yeah. this whole lockdown thing is over, I might have to pay them a visit and see what they have. Most definitely, man. But yeah, um, I think that's pretty much everything that I needed to talk about. What about you? Is there anything else that you want to? Um, no, uh, I think I'm good. I just want to say uh, long live Zack Snyder. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> But, man, I'm glad that you uh, want to be a part of the show and everything. We've been trying to get something to put together for a while. Yeah, man, it's, it's been else. a long while. You know, it's it's hard when you're different time zone. I work overnight. It's right. a little hard to get to. So, you know, exactly. I, I I told you I'm going to try to make some time for you on my days off, and here we are. Right. And I appreciate you being on. We'll definitely do this again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Maybe we'll might talk about a little bit of the Zack Snyder Cup whenever it gets released next year or whatever. Maybe it might not be longer than that. And of course, you can, of course, all also too. This is also probably going to aim towards your gold badge. Yeah, <laughs> fan badge. Yeah, it's kind of hard getting that badge when I'm talking to the source on this personal uh, social media account. Exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, I don't need this page anymore, but I'm just gonna keep it up anyway. Uh, you know what? I, I'll just I, go straight. But what I will do is, whenever you have one of those unruly comments, I'll, I'll write a review, giving those guys a shout out, like I did last time. All right, man. I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, this is John from Movie Lovers Unite. I'm glad that you made made this a part of your night to want to tune in with us, and also to Michael. Thank you for being on the show again being on the show and wanting to do this and like i said we'll do this again sometime oh definitely man i had a i had a blast same here and until next time all right